This is a Good Time Charlie production. On your marks, get set. back to the tent folk it's week four it's mexican week and um <laughs> we'll get to it let's just let's just let's just play around for a little bit first and then we'll get to it <laughs> it's crimpetitia it's a great british break off podcast it's hosted by me uh tay rail 713 i'm joined by my co-host and the homies it's nick jill some bullshit Hmm. <laughs> it's Tatum 216. I think I got too much spice in my ganache. <laughs> uh, this was... Okay, so first of all, the sombreros and blankets bit immediately made me uncomfortable. Immediately, no. But then I was then I wondered, was I putting my American sensibilities on, on another nation's entertainment? Does it matter, though? I, I kind of I think it does because I, I so like uh what's my man's name Zwart Pete you know what I'm saying in the, in the Netherlands Black Pete that they have yeah like but, Christmas time. but yeah but that's their culture right like it's yeah. I don't care what country uh-huh. you are on earth it's not okay to make fun of somebody else's culture in this fair manner point. fair point. Man, I like I said, and it, and then as the as the episode went along there, and I just heard people just regularly butchering words that I just know because, but again, we live right next to Mexico, this ginormous Spanish speaking country, and I'm just like, I'm like, do they just not know? And maybe that's just what it is. Again, though, like we live in America, our show is called Crim Patissier. <laughs> we we've somehow managed to figure that out. And that, and that, and so there's another thing I noticed again the English and they like fuck it we saying shit how we want to say it kind of attitude is it, it is, it's 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 hilarious when I think about you know France because I know they have you know a history but then I guess they beef with Spain for a long time too I don't know bro it feel I feel like we could be doing better <laughs> so a lot of this episode made me like you know saying make, pull back in a couple of ways and so I was like. Is there criticism out there about this that is not from us, meaning United States, you know, as American people? And I got to tell you, it was very much a challenge to find anything. But I found a little something, something. We remixed a theme song. I made my kids sing it with me. So you can hear all of us (laughs) sing it terribly. Nice. It's a good time to be had. But this week on... Bakers make the world go round. Yes. <laughs> uh, I dug up an article from an English source. That was my main point was like, I got to make sure I get it from somebody over there. So I'm not just, you know, pulling American sources on stuff like this. Cause every source in America was just like, motherfuckers is mad at the British bake off. And I'm like, yes, we are, but are they oh, yeah. mad at the British bake off? <laughs> and, um, uh, This is from the Telegraph, telegraph telegraph.co.uk, just in case you was wondering. And uh, this is Great British Bake Off's Maracas and Ponchos Insensitive, says Mexican viewers. Mm, Thank you. Cartoonish sombreros and Juan jokes by Noel Fielding and Matt Lucas sparked criticism from Hispanic academics. This is by Craig Simpson. Uh, Great British Bake Off has been criticized, they spelled it with an S, as culturally insensitive over its Mexican week, which features a host wearing sombreros. 
the Channel 4 program, they spell program with an E. I just wanted to give you all of this, let you know it's a UK source. <laughs> Last episode featuring presenters Noel Fielding and Matt Lucas in sombreros and serapes, which are the colorful cloaks, making puns about not being able to make even Juan joke about Mexico. My God. Whew. Viewers have criticized the British television staple for its portrayal of Mexicans in the episode, which also features Fielding and, no- and Lucas playing the Maracas. It was only Lucas who played the Maracas. Just want to give it up. No, took him for all. Dr. Gabriela Ramos, associate professor of Latin American history at Cambridge, said that while she did not wish to make a scandal out of the of the Mm. show, it showed a problem of education. She added, it indicated a lack of interest and poor information in our country about other parts of the world. Professor Ignacio M. Sanchez Prado, a professor of Mexican cultural studies at Washington University in the U.S., said. The fundamental issue is that the episode and its campaign follow a script on Mexican culture that us Mexicans from either side of the U.S.-Mexico border see very frequently. Professor Sanchez Prado, speaking to a U.S. outlet NPR, added, The use of cartoonish serapes and sombreros and props and disguises, the misidentification of Mexican food with the stuff sold in Taco Bell, the borrowing of beloved dishes like tres leches to make versions that have little recognizability to Mexicans, this is something that we see every single de Mayo in every Hispanic Heritage Month. The Bake Off episode in question included a joke in which Fielding states, I don't feel like we should make Mexican jokes because people will get upset. Lucas, who joined the show in 2020, responds by saying, not even Juan. Yeah, along no. With some, no. Along with some sombreros and maraca playing, the episode features contestants trying their hand at cooking Mexican staples, including pan dulce and tacos. The choice of challenge for the this week also sparked criticism as some viewers felt that the competition had focused too much on cooking and not enough on baking. Also mm. that. Giuseppe Delano, last year's Bake Off champion, speaking to Radio Time, said, it felt more like a Master Chef challenge rather than a Bake Off challenge. A lot of attention was focused actually on the filling of the tacos. Most of the feedback was about filling, and that felt slightly disappointing in a way. It's a baking show after all. Channel 4 has been approached for comment on the program. Why in the open fuck are you making mm. tacos in the baking tent? Yeah. Did they do this shit for German week? I'm I'm trying to remember. Did they have on fucking later hosen and they you did. know they okay. did do that. Yes. I was they about did. to say cuz I want to go back and make sure that this is has been evenly yoked. Yeah. Um but I think that the difference is in the cultural sensitivity that like Germans are not an underrepresented minority globally, yeah. right? Like, I, I maybe I'm too sensitive about it. I would like to hear what Mexican people thought. Like, so this is the first week that I've contemplated not wanting to review. Um, because this is like my happy place, the show. I love coming on here with y'all. We talk a little shit or whatever, but for the most part, it's not like, you know, and I'm like, offended i'm incensed i think it's like way too late in modern times for people to be doing shit like this still and and like why tacos why tacos like it's a baking show it's not a cooking competition they didn't bake a single thing And, and they've done other challenges where they had to cook but it was like filling for a thing that was then put in the oven like not one time did the oven go on in, yeah, the, yeah. in that middle challenge. And, you know, I would love to hear from Mexican-Americans or Mexican-Mexicans, like, how they felt about it. But I thought that the whole shit, it was just really disrespectful. I think that there's a way you do things like this. And it was just not enjoyable for me to watch as a fan. I barely could get through it one time, let alone more than one time, to feel like I could give a proper review but this is like probably the most I'm gonna say. I just don't. I was not happy. It's okay. That 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 is that is uh that is an okay point of perspective to have. Like I said, it really it, it took me off my game as soon as that show it started. I was like, this don't seem right. So I'm with you. Uh, apparently, the, a lot of the people around the, the world are. But like I said, my whole point was I want to make sure it wasn't just me having a uh, my 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 America centric uh, thought process on this. So. But let's get to the tent. Our bakers this week. And I, I went and got a fresh list. So it has everybody kind of updated. So 
It's Abdul, 29-year-old electronics engineer from London. See, now you get a little more back. Here, you get you a little extra information. Carol, a 59-year-old supermarket cashier from Dorset. Dawn, six-year-old IT manager from Bedfordshire. James, 25-year-old nuclear scientist from Cumbria. Janus, 34-year-old personal assistant from East Sussex. Kevin, 33-year-old music teacher from Lanarkshire. Wow. <laughs> and he's he just throwing extra A's in there, man. Maxie, 29-year-old architectural assistant from London. Rebs, 23-year-old master's student from County Antrim. Sandro, 30-year-old nanny from London. And Shabira, 30-year-old cardiovascular research associate from London. There you go. I got you a little extra. Got all 10 in the tent this week. Uh, nobody had to stay home sick. So we got a full complement of chefs and our signature this week. 12 Pandulce with two and a half hours to make it. Pandulce is a huge body of possibilities. And the vast majority of that tent made conscious, which we talked about. We knew when we talked about it go, the next week going to be Mexican week, we knew it was going to be Tres Leches and conscious off the rip. And it, it, just, it was just that. That's another part about this episode. This episode kind of just, it ends up being fun in a way, I know, in, in one way, but then dull in another way because it's so expected. You know what I'm saying? I kind of want, I like coming to Bake Off because they be making shit I've never seen in my life. But I can go get conscious around the corner from my house and like, like seriously close to where I'm at right now. So I just, I don't know. Uh, Janusz went with cacti conchas. Uh, a coconut milk flavor uh, pan with uh, lime flavored crackling. The crackling is that cookie that they cookie dough that they roll thin on the top of the concha. If you've ever had a concha, it's kind of bread with a cookie sitting on top of it. It's kind of it's kind of the truth. So I'm, I Crack, would tell you to get crackling, crackling. Which if you go look that up, that word don't show up nowhere over here. But <laughs> so I'm like, mm, this not something y'all put out y'all hat because uh, they don't they don't seem to call it that. But whatever, I'll let you get a walk. Um, he used plain flour and Paul just looked him in his eye and was like, look, that's going to make this more cakey than bready. And we'll see what happens when we come back around that. Sabira, who just decided this week was corn week. It's corn. Made, <laughs> just, which means she was ahead of the curve on that. You know what I'm saying? Made corn on the cob conscious, filled with a corn and coconut custard and with a cinnamon flavored crackling on top. Uh, James made coffee car- caramel oyster conchas. And he made these, I guess they were supposed to be oysters, but you know what it looked like? The the, the balls that come out of, of uh, the machines. You know what I'm saying? When you get toys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the mall in the grocery store. <laughs> it, looked like, really, buddy. It, it looked really good. Oh, yo, I was, I'm always, I'm impressed with his sugar work because he's good at what he does in that regard. But also I'm like, hmm. I don't know if it added anything to this particular situation. Uh, Abdul, who was one of the, one of uh, I think three people who uh, st- stepped outside the the, the concha bun, as it were, made uh, coconut and raspberry besos, which they pronounced bezos, and it made me just say, "Y'all really don't be trying." <laughs> but bezos meaning kisses, if, if you know, you know. Uh, they were apricot flavored. It's an apricot flavored bread with a raspberry and white chocolate buttercream in uh, filling. And the whole thing was rolled in what uh, what he ended up doing with a multicolored desiccated coconut. He colored the colors the color of the Mexican flag, so uh, uh, red, white, and green uh, colored uh, coconut. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, Sandro made uh, filled concha buns, uh, praline custard filled bread with a mocha flavored crackling on a car- on a caramel and hazelnut base. So he tweaked his a little bit, unlike a lot of other people. He added he he gave it a little something more by uh, adding some stuff to the bottom of it. Uh, Rebs made a vanilla concha with a lemon crackling served with a lemon curd with whipped cream on the side. And in parentheses, I wrote for why? Mm. I have no idea why. It's like I, I, the addition of the uh, whipped cream on the side seemed uh, unnecessary. The curd and whipped cream on the side seemed unnecessary. And probably meant took time away from her doing what she should have been doing. Uh, well, Carol... Yeah, I, okay. I, I felt the um, the same way at first until I seen Maxie. I did the same thing. We'll get there. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, Carol made a panda anise, which is a pandusa, which is uh, basically anise is a, you know the star anise is a licorice flavor. You know what that flavor is if you've had it before. Uh, 
fla- hers was flavored with uh, orange and uh, aniseed. And uh, yay. Maxi uh, made uh, what she called Bella Naranja Conchas, which are orange and, van- with orange and vanilla crackling on the top of an orange and cinnamon flavored bread served with a cinnamon chantilly cream. Again, I didn't see no one touch them creams. Yeah. Either Maxi's or, or, or uh, Reb's. So I feel like it was just purposeless to have made it. Uh, Dawn made dark chocolate and chili kick conchas filled with chocolate and chili ganache with a crack with crack a crackling flavored with uh, chopped up bird's eye chilies. And uh, she filled them in a way that uh, seemed interesting, but did not work. But again, and last up was Kevin, who made uh, <laughs> this is me again, Nick and him and his titles. But this one. I was happy with sweet breads are made of these. these. That was yes. cute. <laughs> he made borrachitas, um, which I, I think I meant. What is it? Little drunk guys, little drunk men is what it what it means. Yes. And uh, he's his his he flavored. He, they are star anise and rum syrup soaked bread with a rum butter topping resting on a desiccated coconut base. Uh I knew off the rip that James's crackling was way crackling, whatever was way too thick. Just, just when they showed him rolling it out. Plus, of course, they like if you don't, you know, roll it thin enough, they basically, you know, give you that give you that little uh, buzz. As for judging, that sneak dissing, <laughs> it's always just kind of like you notice this, but I'd already noticed it, so very, I just felt very like British. I felt justified, you know. I had noticed it. I had noticed. So as we judge these, uh, Janus, they really look nice, which is something I think that he got. He he currently has on lock, but needed more lime. The bun is quite dry and all right texture, but not as open because of what? Because he used regular old flour. Regular flour. No flavor punch, but they look nice. Sandro, attractive, look mouthwatering, love the flavor, but the bread was underproved, tight and stiff. Uh, Rebs looks awful. Crackling, mm. not not good. Looks like they were sat on. But the colors look nice. The lemon is good. The crackling wasn't rolled out thin enough, weighed down the entire bake, so you end up with the little shorties. It, it was it was interesting, like, you know, because Paul is the bread guy. He was just straight up, like, taking them and pinching the fuck out of them. Like, look at this. Look at these crumbs. Uh, Carol, not even in shape, but a lovely flavor, clearly underproved and dense. Abdul looked impressive, quite nice, cake like, delicate flavors, too dense, not quite right. And uh, they made that you don't see this very often. It was like, made the nigga eat his own shit. Taste, taste that. This. You made me, <laughs> 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 you made me eat it. Now you eat some of that. <laughs> Oh man, um, where we at? Sabira, Sabira, Sabira's looks nice, clever, good feeling, a nice idea. Like pretty much top marks for Sabira. She really kind of killed it on the corn con. They looked amazing. So if you watch, the, if you don't watch the show, I would tell you just look up uh, Shabira's uh, uh, conscious because she made them look like a corn on the cob, and they looked amazing. Maxi, very even, big, nice crackling. Good bread, nice flavor, a real instinct for what goes with what. Just totally killed it on the brief. You know what I'm saying? So I give it up to Maxie. Dawn, overbaked. You can tell by they were super dark at the bottom. Okay size. It was a messy design, a loss of definition. The chili chocolate are perfect. Tastes good. Good texture. Doesn't look good. And that's because her filling kind of popped open like those the the bakes kind of uh, you know exploded in the oven and it's like it's leaking filling all over the place and it's like i don't know I, her idea was sound enough but she couldn't get it dialed in and uh yeah it just kind of looked oof kevin looked great could use a bit more proving tastes good one of the best tasted in fact 10 more minutes of proving and he would have had it which is like that's that's good for him he needed this week in my opinion because last week was just such a Ugh. And again, so I'll give it up to Kevin for for at least naming his shit right. Um, this is the technical challenge that we were just talking about. Next up is uh, where uh, 
<laughs> it just was it was just no good. But before I leave that, anything y'all got to say about a, a signature that uh, had y'all thinking? I don't I don't know. Like, is it disrespectful or cultural appropriation to make like a strawberry out of this traditional bread or whatever? None of it looked like I would eat it. Hmm. I I don't know. Well, here, let's just get a good look at cultures. Let's just throw them on the old internet and see what comes up. Because the ones around my way, they just like they just look they look regular. Just, they just look like bread, bread, like yeah. colored bread. I've never yeah, like seen them. Seashell like a, is what is what they're kind of the vibe is what they're. Yeah. culture actually means seashell. I've never seen one that looked like a strawberry, but I'm not a, a expert of the fondulce. Yeah. Every culture that comes up is just has the general shell look. But a whole lot of very oh here's some that are uh, Dallas Bakery dresses up its conscious Dallas Texas who owns this bakery before we go uh, supporting this idea <laughs> that's what it end up being because we'll be like oh yeah these people go and it's gonna be somebody who is not Mexican doing this and it's gonna be like uh, Annette Delira director of operations at Pleasant Grove Bakery. Halloween breads can be found at three Del Norte bakery locations in Dallas. Everything about it seemed uh, Latin. But also, this, at least this place is doing a little bit of a zhuzh. So, yeah, I see, and I see more Halloween-themed ones as I go uh, delving into it. So maybe, maybe uh, depending on where you're at in the world. Oh, here's some turtle ones. Those are adorable. Mm. <laughs> oh, and some heart-shaped ones. All right, so we got we can see some uh, some stuff going down. So, so they pretty we, much are making them like the macarons of Mexico. Yes, kind of that vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's push ahead to a technical. Like I said, this week's technical was trash, but uh, we'll we'll go over it anyway. Set by one Paul Hollywood, who you know just came back from Mexico. Just gonna punch him in his mouth. <laughs> somebody auntie like he fell in love with and he was like oh i know exactly what i'm gonna do now <sighs> Top uh, tacos they were they, they needed to make eight mexican tacos as opposed to i don't know what uh corn tortilla steak refried beans guacamole and pico de gallo you notice how i just said gallo and none of them motherfuckers said it. it was all of them saying pico de gallo Except for Kevin. Except for Kevin, who said Pico the Gallo. He knew what My it was dog. up. Yeah, I got to give it up to him. And his My Persian dog. homies. <laughs> <laughs> they had two hours to do this. Um, none of them seemed to have any idea of how to make a taco. The actual preparation of everything is what I mean by that. And uh, they all seem to just enjoy the, the notion of eating them. Uh, everybody like, hey, what do you think about Mexican food? I also have a nacho nacho. <laughs> I love a nacho night. I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay. And then, uh, oh, girl, what your girl Sabir was like, okay, you got to make a ta- taco. taco. She, no, she said taco. She goes, I think you just got to make a tortilla. And she's like, I don't know how to make a tortilla. And I'm just like, you're right, girl. You just do not. Uh, Dawn said this, and I wrote it down because I said it was a bar. Flipping things with gay abandon. Is a bar, <laughs> and I love that she said it. It just made me giggle. It's like, lady, you was all right by me. <laughs> Don Don has so much knowledge, like naturally about almost everything. Like, I remember, um, you know, during Cake Week, knew how to make a red velvet cake, like right off the right off the dribble. So yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I wrote down in my notes: Pico de Gallo, the English be wild because they just. <laughs> They simply do not even make even any kind of attempt to pronounce words like their like their native uh, native speakers would. It's like you see it all the time with French words. Here now we can see it with Spanish words. They don't be giving a damn, but pronounce some of their shit wrong. Yeah, have a fit. Uh, coriander is cilantro. Cilantro is coriander, and putting those things together is like, oh yeah. They always holler about coriander, and people are probably like, what the hell is coriander? Well, coriander are the seeds of cilantro, and they just call cilantro coriander. So, same damn difference, you know? So, now you know, people. That (laughs) did throw me. I was like, oh, coriander. Yeah, yeah. What I wrote here is, Carol's abuse of that avocado should get her sent to The Hague. 
Did y'all know, see how she was cutting that? Uh, she was my god, was my god. <laughs> I, I I have never. <laughs> I was like, okay, Carol, you uh, you old. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna give you on that one. Uh, for people who eat again, this is in my notes, so don't worry, worry not. I'm not trying to whatever. For people who eat so many beans. They was out here just ruining them beans, trying to make refried beans. Because Dawn was like, yeah, I think that's what it looked like. And it was just onions and beans. And I was like, that is no, baby. <laughs> like, they were like clueless as to what to do. And it really, really kind of showed up here. Uh, guacamole. That's another one they did. Somebody, uh, I believe that was Carol again. Guacamole. Just no attempts here. None at all. Uh, what do y'all what do y'all think of of this technical that involved no baking at all? Mm. I kind of feel like um, I can see where they were coming from a little bit because you know in past seasons they've made like nine or or different kinds That's of flatbread. Bre- but you baked that? No, like um, they, I know I've seen them doing it on a flat top, or they'll do donuts in the fryer. So I see where they were coming from, but. I don't. <laughs> they, they, they. I'm sure they could have came up with something that was a little bit more geared towards the competition, but um, yeah, that it seemed like far too complicated for uh, it. It was, it was more cooking than baking, and Correct. my partner was like, "Do they do this every time with the cooking?" I was like, "No, they, they, they don't do this." Um. It was it was a little it was a little weird. Yeah, like I said it, it just it yeah it made it was it made no sense to do to what they to what they normally do. I don't need to know they they know how to cook meat at all. I mean, <laughs> I, I think like like Prue said, uh, she just wanted some lunch, and <laughs> they was just like, you know what, we do uh, we will oblige you, uh, Prue. Ah, well, let's get to judging so we can get out of that mess of, a, of an event. <clears throat> Shabira, quite neat. Nice amount of filling. Pretty good. Sandro, overcooked. Maybe short of water as opposed to just, you know, being dry. He just probably should have added a little more water to his mix. His steak was spot on. Slightly too much onion. That was for, that was Prue's take. And a bit too much chili. Again, that was Prue's take. But everything else is wonderful. Rebs, too full. Small but thick, overseasoned, dry. Dawn, dry, misshaping. The cow is still mooing. <laughs> so, just want to point that out to you. Maybe cook your meat a little harder. Or not. I don't know. Uh, Yanus, uh, undercooked tortilla. Pale, too much filling, too much salt slash seasoning. James, too small, ridiculously thick, lacks seasoning. The meat was cooked well. <laughs> <Good job. laughs> Maxi, quite thin. Not too much filling. Tortilla good. Meat good. Quite good. Pico nice as well. Guess who hit all the fucking points? Correct. Keeping score. That's Maxi doing well in both challenges this week thus far. Just want you to understand that. Carol, far too thick. Too much chili. Meat too thick. Did you see how she made that meat? <laughs> She she made it like um like she was doing a taco packet. That's exactly what she did. And she just kind of hacked that meat into bits like I don't know. That was Carol was on one this look, week. It, it remember Chuck Wagon dog food? Yes. Oh my god. One thousand percent. What an accurate representation of what that was, bro. Come and get it. Abdul's the tortilla crack, but the guac is nice. The beef was nice and rare. The flavor was okay. Kevin, a delicate tortilla. The guac was excellent. Not too much chili. So they wanted a little more flavor punch from Kevin. But again, Kevin really was doing his damn thing this week, so I got to give it up to man Kev for... My dog. Doing considerably better this week than he did last week, man. They... <laughs> Brad tried to take your man out. I'll just tell you that, bro. <laughs> Judging this week on on this technical, uh, number ten, come in last place. Carol, not very good. Hmm. Too thick, 
too small. Number nine, Rebs massively overseason in too much failure. <laughs> Number eight, James, slightly small. Uh, seven was Janus, six was Abdul, five was Dawn. Number four, Kevin. I want you to know with how they describe Kevin's while they was eating it. You thought they would be higher. I thought he would have came in second. Yeah. They 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 spoke so highly of it that I was like, fourth? Really? And they and the way they spoke of Sandro's made me think he would have came lower. But Sandro's pretty good, could have been a little neater. That's all they that was his only notes. Shabir, really delicious, difficult to manage because they were breaking up. How did that get you in the second? That I was guess, good. Yeah. Them motherfuckers would have been real. Yeah, that's true. I guess you know what I'm saying? If something tasty, I can't knock the hustle. Maxi, beautifully filled taco. Tortilla was good. Seasoning was very good as well. Came in first in technical. A whack technical. <laughs> 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 Week number four. Nick Jew, were you show stopped? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You almost stopped the show. <laughs> Bruh, like, you know how I feel about Sandro. Why the fuck he put that mustache on the cake? Oh, man. <sighs> it's, again, I just, I'm like, hmm. We, we, maybe, we, we I'm both. Ju- maybe I'm sensitive about it because it's like a brown country. For sure. And, and, I, and, I, and like I said, I... I like I said, I was digging through. I, I don't normally go internet digging because I try not to try to keep myself and my, my opinions my, of my own. But I was like, I really like what is happening this week with people's thoughts on this. And I came across people who were claiming on the internet, therefore I have no proof to be of Latin origin and descent. And the one, this one dude was like, "Bro, I ain't see nothing wrong with this. I fuck with this the uh, the long and the short way." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> and then people people were coming in behind them and saying, "Yeah, I like this. I, I it was funny to me. It made me happy." And I'm like. I can't trust that you are who you say you are because it's the internet. I mean, they could be who they say they are, but you know, like a lot of people are pressed for white adjacency and they're like, oh, it's not a big deal. This is the first time that this show has gone, gotten onto my general timeline because normally it's like me and the three people who follow me who also watch this show. But Mm -hmm. I had to like dodge spoilers all week because the footage was all over the timeline this week. And um, this Mexican author that I follow was the main person, like, putting stuff on the timeline. And it was a very, like, tongue-in-cheek kind of joking manner. But it was definitely, like, this shit is so offensive. All we can do is laugh at it. And it was, like, like, Prue is not my abuela. Like, just jokes. But the kind of jokes that we make about blatantly racist shit that you just can't help but to laugh at because you're like it's so ridiculous but I'm happy to hear a Mexican person be like you're tripping it's the same thing they did with the later hosen like I don't know I just I feel an affinity because it's like brown people and it's a bunch of white people doing this (laughs) the the very like classless tasteless Mexican jokes throughout Hmm. the whole tent I don't know even at the beginning it was just something I skipped over as they started, you know, doing the voiceover that starts the show. What did what did uh, my man uh, Matt say? A Mexican standoff. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Well, and he kept saying, "Is Mexico a real place?" Like, yeah, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, what yeah, is like, this? It's like it's our, like... it's 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 on the continent we live on. We have a, a relatively tight relationship with them. I know Mexican people. All those probably know some Mexican people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I just, I just, I feel like these motherfuckers who are literally on the other side of the planet just don't know what we know. And yes, they could know, they could learn. And yes, I I, I give, they could, they could, they could grow and become better people. And maybe they will after this. I just kind of feel like, go, sorry, go ahead, Aunt. I I, I just kind of feel like they kind of shit on. Uh, cultures that they're not really familiar with, no matter what yeah. it is. Like yeah. they're always saying something like, "Oh, I'm making this American style." I'm like, "That's definitely not American style." <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm making this indulgent. I'm putting three kinds of cheeses in this, and uh, like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I agree with you, but it doesn't ever feel racist. This felt racist, and and from a the the colonization capital on earth 
it was it just had an extra little something on it for me that I was like, this is cause it would be the equivalent of some show in America doing like a French challenge and everybody had on berets and was like, like the whole show. But add also into it a a minority. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm happy to be wrong. I'm happy to be wrong, yo. Like, let if if any of our like Latino listeners, that's your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. If any of our Latinos listeners want to write in and be like, I think you're putting too much on it, then I will stand down. But I was offended by this For shit. Sure. For sure. And it's not like I'm, I'm offended in your presence. I'm offended because I'm offended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just been a week for motherfuckers being racist. So it's just been... <laughs> well, it's probably always a week for motherfuckers being racist, but this week in particular has been some, some things, so... It's that thing where people are like, all of a sudden, everyone is so sensitive. And like, I work for a company that would have a huge Cinco de Mayo party and shit would be hella like culturally inappropriate. And finally, people who are Mexican are like, this is actually not okay. It's not that people are now sensitive, it's that we, that people have a voice and have, we have audience with people that we haven't normally had audience with. So the difference is now that there are Mexican people who are like, that's sombrero shit y'all be doing. That shit not cute. And it's never been cute. Yeah. Yeah. Four episodes straight. And it's, and it's Latin Heritage Month. It is. It is. Well, That's I don't know the that, shit right there. Is that a Until global the 15, thing? It's, it's international. Okay. At, least, it, at least it's in the Americas. Yeah. Yeah. Oy. Well, four episodes straight, Nick Juice has not been show stopped. <laughs> also, I stopped. It, I stopped the show. Also, count. because it was Tresslash's cake, and we all know we don't <laughs> we don't go up for that. God, you know what? This is the thing about the Tresslash's cake too. I was like, oh god, now I'm gonna have to like stomach watching liquid pour out of the cake. Mm-hmm. But everybody fucked it up, so nobody's was really wet. <laughs> well, uh, no, Rams was dripping out of uh, was was dripping. Um... So was Kevin's. So was Kevin's. Oh, okay. I must have looked away. And I apologize. Like, I don't mean to be immature. That shit is culturally insensitive, too. I think uh, Tres Leche's cake is probably delicious. I just Check don't it like out. wet bread. You, you might enjoy Tres Leche's cake. I do not fuck with Tres Leche's cake in any way, shape, or form. And I don't say that to disrespect your culture or whatever. At all. I don't go up for it. And that's just I real. Just and my notes bread. will say shit like that, okay? I don't, so, I don't fuck with Peach Cobbler <laughs> for that very reason. Okay, we can't talk no more. I don't even know what point. Wet bread. You have had the wrong Peach Cobbler. <laughs> That's what everybody says, and every Peach Cobbler is wet bread. The, the concept is wet bread. They have Gelatinous, <laughs> gooey peaches. They had nothing four, I want. <laughs> they had four hours to, to, to pull this tra- tiered Tress Leche cake off. They didn't actually say tiered. They said what they wanted was at least four, four layers. layers. And therefore, everybody was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to do some tiered shit. Uh, first up, Sandro. And he named his, it's a fiesta. Tress Leche's cake. Uh, chocolate ganache, cherry compote, which pretty much makes it a black forest cake. Between layers of spiced chocolate sponge, soaked in Irish cream in one tier, like a black forest cake is what I wrote down. Uh, chocolate, coffee, pecan, and dulce de leche, and cream cheese in another tier, mm. wrapped in a white chocolate collar, painted Pollock style with a big old mustache on it. I don't know, breath. <laughs> Maxie named hers Cocoa Flower Fiesta. Because again, everybody knows a party, if nothing else. Uh, filled with strawberries and cream, chocolate sponge with a vanilla of milk soak, layers of Italian meringue, buttercream, Cinnamon vanilla cream. Uh, I guess I should have gave y'all a better explanation. Tress leche's cake is, is tress, tress is three uh, leche's milk, three milks. Uh, usually it's uh, sweetened condensed milk, uh, evaporated milk, and uh, uh, heavy cream. You make that Double into a syrup. Cream. Yeah, you make that. You whip that up into a, a mix. Blend all those two together. Make it. You make a syrup out of it, and then after you after you bake the cake, you poke holes in your in your cake. You pour you pour that on there and let it soak into the cake. And uh, basically, so what these people are doing is they're 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 taking that ideal 
and they're making flavors of their very of their milk, their three milks, flavoring their three milks to add flavor to their cakes. Um Bit of a, yeah, okay. I see how Max is already. Abdul. Abdul went for a Day of the Dead uh, uh, kind of cake. Uh, his was uh, a, he made a passion fruit and coconut flavored soak for his with a filling of lime curd. The whole thing covered in Italian meringue buttercream. Uh, like, uh, the, the, the sponge itself was a, a, a coconut lime sponge. He had a nice little crump, coconut crumble around the base, and he had uh, white chocolate sugar skulls to decorate the cake. Again, in my notes, it says right here, as soon as, as soon as Carol said Angel Food Cake, I said send her ass home. Mm. I, Angel Food Cake, if you've ever had it, is spongy in its texture, but not spongy in the way it would need to be for this situation. It's to soak up the, the Tres Leche syrup. And uh, mm. that proved prescient on my part. Angel Food Cake don't work like that. I think she just called it angel cake. I don't know if they called it angel food cake. Maybe we just called it angel food cake and they called it angel cake, whatever. Either way, it was wrong. And I said, send her ass home. Uh, that's, that's mostly um, egg whites, right? Yeah, it's just a weird, it's super fluffy. And it's like, it, it, work, it works for strawberry shortcake. That's what that basically people use that for. Or fruit like situation. Wet cake again. Nick Jew's enemy. <laughs> it's different though with the angel food because you can. You can uh, make it, you can control the wetness. Again, it did not work for Carol. No. Because <laughs> it was not going to work for Carol. Shabira, again, having her own personal corn week, decided she's going to go for cool. a, a, a sweet corn and cinnamon sweet, uh, sweet corn sponge. Soaked in sweet corn flavored milk. Which sounds, and- absolutely, which sounds absolutely disgusting in what is already a gross cake to me. Corn, actual corn. Yeah, corn. Not, not, not necessarily corn. Just corn flavor, because I know what you're thinking. Oh, well, I mean, that could be night corn or whatever. No. But then she threw chunks. Then she threw corn, corn up in the into the mix, and it's like, wow, baby, what is you doing? <laughs> corn. <laughs> Filled with a cinnamon flavored cream cheese and cream corn. Cream covered corn. Up. Cover the whole thing in a Swiss meringue with these uh, pretty little Florentines at the top, which actually kind of, I like the look of it. <sighs> Ribs. I can kind of understand her thought process because like cornbread with like actual corn in it is a thing, but a cake. Sure. <laughs> Rebs decided to try her hand at a Mexican tiramisu. Made a coffee flavored milk for her soak. A tequila and chili chocolate ganache. Iced the whole thing in this mascarpone cream and decorated with almond and cocoa macarons. Uh, yeah. Kevin made what he described as the Mexi Cocoa Pyramid. Also, another person used a coffee milk-based soap for the sponge, which is filled with a hazelnut praline cream and coated in a chocolate chili ganache cream. He was a uh, trying to figure it out the best mix of chili and uh, chocolate because he wanted to punch the judges, but he didn't want to knock them the fuck out. <laughs> Carol uh, describes her as pastel de chocolate mexicano. It's a chocolate angel food sponge with a coffee liquor soak, lemon and orange buttercream, like uh, uh, flowers surrounded by a chocolate collar, top of these chocolate flowers and these caramel spice. So I'm going to run you through those flavors again. Chocolate, Coffee, lemon, orange. The English be wild. I'm just, I want you to know that, man. Sometimes I'm just like, mm, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> Dawn called hers blooming. So that's all she named it. But I'm just, because blooming just didn't seem like enough, I went ahead and wrote it all the way out. It's blooming tres leches. Uh, a, jar, a dark chocolate. Uh, oh, I got, I got, I looked up how to pronounce this. Fouteen, 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 maybe. I might be wrong with that pronunciation. Forgive me. It's a French word. And I actually remember, I went and looked up the pronunciation earlier and have, now have forgot it since then. My apologies. Uh, with a few, a few, a Fouteen layer for a bit of texture in the wet mess that is Tres Leches. Again, that's my, my own work, work, wording, no one else's. Fouteen or, uh, 
paille fiotine is a crispy confection made from thin, sweetened crepes. The crepe batter is baked for a few minutes, and the crepes are allowed to cool. And as they cool, they become crisp. Sounds so, like um, like phyllo dough, the same consistency, maybe. Mayhaps, mayhaps. It, it just it just kind of if you if you would imagine some crispy crepe uh, flakes. And every, everywhere I looked up, one every video I tried to look up to see if anybody would pronounce it correct, pronounce it for me. It was just people doing the stuff and not pronouncing a damn thing. And then finally, I found somebody who did pronounce it right. And uh, I, again, I forgot what it was. I should have uh, committed that to memory better than I was. Uh, her cake used the vanilla flavored of tres leche soap. Uh, the whole thing was covered in a beautiful creme mousseline decorated with uh, uh, decorated with uh, amaretto creme pat filled shoe buns. She made these little tiny shoe buns and put them on top. Uh, Yadush made a fruity horchata, guava, and coconut milk soak for his uh, cake. Uh, guava and passion fruit curd. Mango and dragon fruit is in there somewhere, too. They really didn't give my man a proper, a full-on description. So it was a lot going on in Yadush's cake. Uh, James, chocolate chili and lime covered in a white chocolate collar. A lemon-lime sponge. He used a vanilla soak with that. He made a dulce de leche lime curd with a creme diplomat coating filling coated in chili chocolate ganache with a Fraser tart on the top of that with chocolate crinkle cookies on top of that. Does that sound like a lot to you? Yes. Because it was. (laughs) This tactical. I don't know. It was interesting to watch. Um. I I I enjoy seeing what Kevin managed with his uh his pyramid because it, 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 again that was, it was a sound idea. I was like, okay, I can I, I see what you're you're up to right there. Uh, Don Lightweight bodied it. I was like, yo, that is gorgeous, and I might even try a bite where it offered up to me. And again, I do not like Tress Leche's cake. It is entirely. And you know what I said about Dawn last week? She's a hell of a decorator. For sure. For sure. Yeah, it just had such style, you know? Yeah, I I, I wonder why she didn't get a a handshake for that cake. Because they don't handshake on on, uh, Showstoppers. Oh. Yeah, man. There you go. Yeah, I don't ever see one. He gave her the look. He was just like, I think he did one time for our girl Christelle, maybe. But it was like super out of the ordinary because he was. Remember, he was like, he "Come here, him, yeah, he come here, over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes, yes." So that that was a wild one, but yeah, he thought about it. Yeah, I like when I like how I guess I want to say animated Paul has been this season because mm-hmm. he he'll, he'll take a step back like okay now you know like he like, like he sees something like I'm like okay I like that in you Paul. Even though this was a whole really racist episode and kind of bothered me <laughs> my soul, but let's get you let's get you to judging of uh, Shabir up first. Beautifully decorated, it truly was beautifully decorated. It was it was as it was usual. None of not all of the 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 uh, the layers were soaked the same. Meaning some were a little bit drier, some were wetter. She was crying about that. She knew what it was when she when she when, when as she was building that case. She's like. And she's like, I'm going to start crying. And she, she, just start, she knew it. She just, she just had the cop to it. Like, I'm about to start crying. This shit and then what was stuff. homeboy's name? He was really like, your flavors are going to be Abdul, wonderful. Abdul had yeah, a yeah, He yeah, was so he encouraging. Really it was very nice. Yeah. Uh, they just don't like it. As soon as Prue put it in her mouth, she's like, mm. yes, that tastes like corn. That's Ooh. really. <laughs> it's cone. Yeah. <laughs> Big lumpy knobs. It's got the juice. Thing. <laughs> and uh Pru, even though Prue was like, Yeah, you you did that, you certainly did do that, but I don't like chunks of corn in my damn smooth otherwise, because a trash slice cake is kind of a pudding-like situation. Mm-hmm. And you just bumped it, you you you've interrupted that smooth texture in a way that's not pleasant. And yeah. uh Paul was just like, I just don't mm-hmm. care for it. <laughs> and I was like, You're right, Paul. Everything about that had me offended. So thus ends Shabira's own personal corn week. May she let that <laughs> let them demons go and not do it again. I, I, uh, I just hope that this doesn't continue to be her downfall 
that she continues to like put in flavors that are like sort of just like off center. Like um, she probably needs to dial it back a little bit and um, just do strawberries or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see, man. It's like she's she's so otherwise you know proficient that it's like it's weird that this is what pulled her off her hookup. You know what I'm saying? And she's done this before. I don't know if she's done it every episode, but she'll use an ingredient and just use it in all three yeah. challenges. Well, I said, remember, la- remember sample, last week? Was sample, it? yeah, yeah, sample. She used sample in the in the in both the uh, signature and in, in the showstopper. So it's just like she know what she like. She don't and- like wasting stuff. <laughs> James, again, we just discussed it. Does that seem like too much? Yes, it was. He attempted too much, and none of it paid off. Delicious. The sponge was a bit tough. It was unevenly soaked, and the entire thing was just messy. Kevin, they liked the idea. The icing was a bit rough and ready. I love that turn of phrase when Prue says that. Rough and ready. <laughs> the soak was running out of the bottom of it. Tricky design. Uh, strong chili and had big old flour lumps in his shit. He didn't, he didn't mix his stuff right. Hmm. So That's so bad. It was real bad. So, yeah. Flour just, lumps? Just sift your flour. I mean, just it's, oh, that's, there's a reason that we sift flour, and that's, that's one of them for a nicest. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Carol, effective, strong colors, not soaked well. The chili was too strong for Paul, but Prue disagreed and was like, I think you're judging too much. I think yeah. you're judging too harshly, yeah. which is uh, not normal for Prue to come out like that, but she did. She was like, watch yourself, man. <laughs> yeah, her her cake was uh was very very nice looking. Um, the the co- that, that chocolate collar around was uh, was really pretty. Yeah, yeah. Yanush, uh, lovely, cartoon like, neat as a pin, quite dense. Could use an extra soak because it just didn't get through. But the guava and the passion fruit were its saving grace. So, give it up to Yanush for coming through. Yanush had a I don't know. It was it was it was, a, it was a, an off a bit off week for him, you know. Not utterly off, but just enough. Uh, Abdul, little wonky, meaning uh-huh. it, 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 oh wait, but not yeah, little wonky. A bit on the lean is what Prue, Prue Lee said. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me after a couple of drinks. <laughs> Attractive, unusual looking cake. Very even <laughs> layers. <laughs> Saw this that joke really kept carrying itself through my notes there. It Sorry. did. It really did. <laughs> the passion fruit and lime work well. Overall, a decent job. Uh, Sandro Prue loves the look. Again, walking on the top, and that winds Paul up a bit. I like that turn of phrase. It winds me up a bit. Uh, the top top layer looks like a black forest gato, which it did. Everything about that was was black forest esque. I was like, why are you why are you doing that? But hey. Overdid the flavors in the top, in the top tier. But the bottom tier, absolutely delicious. Something of a little triumph. And it's like <laughs> he legitimately just made two different cakes, and one of mm-hmm. them worked really, really well. So much so that he probably could have left the top tier off. Cause the other it had the the proper amount of layers. And I guarantee you, had he done that, had he just not bothered with the Black Forest one. He, I'm not saying he would have been Star Baker, but he just would have been he would have been reviewed higher in this in this portion. It was uh, it was extra work and it ended up being unnecessary extra work that didn't work out for him. So I'm just saying. Rebs, mm. I sat and watched. It's about, my child was sitting uh, shotgun with me watching this as I, as I was working on notes today, and she and, and he saw that was like, yes, yeah, looks a, that's a little rustic. And then as soon as Pruley <laughs> says. It's a bit rustic. I was like, so I know you've been watching some Bake Off. <laughs> Train them up. Uh, has leakage. Her, I'm saying Rebs is leaking out the bottom. The chili overpowered. Prue started coughing. It, it, it was not only that, it was tequila too. Yeah, it was tequila. It was chili. So it's both hot and liquory and I'm just like everything about the ideal sounded awful from the, from the word go, and they knew it. And Paul had to look on his face like, "That's what you're trying to do." And she overseasoned her tacos too. Again, just missing 
all time. I tell I said last week that had she been on bread week, she would have went home last week. Just saying. Just Maybe she that. had a little long COVID and she lost her sense of smell and taste and she didn't know what she was doing. <laughs> Too much lip liner. <laughs> An eyebrow. I knew he's going to say it. <laughs> Maxi overall look good. Piping work good. Cuts nice. Buttercream is nice. The chocolate comes through nice and the flavor difference is stark. But they work well together. I mean, that chocolate was hitting so hard and the vanilla was doing something else over here, but they came together and did the damn thing. Maxi damn near had a perfect week. Just want y'all to know that. And did. Yeah. Dawn, simple, effective, elegant. Prue describes the flavor as heaven. Likes the crunch of the 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 the, the thing I mentioned earlier, whose name I'm not gonna remember. And with the with the blend of the soft cake. It's good. The coffee levels are perfect. It's really good. Paul, like I said, Paul was like, yo, that's the one. And I like that. Uh, I like that in Dawn because, like I said, she had such a mediocre uh, uh, signature and her Technicon. It was like, yeah, too, that she needed that. She needed to come through in the uh, showstopper, and she did. Mm-hmm. Like, in a way that I'm just like, yo, if she can do that always, she, she, she can be a star baker easily. Mm-hmm. Your star baker this week was indeed Miss Perfect Maxie. Absolutely bodied it. I she she like yergening out here. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Number two. Again, so far four episodes. Two for uh, two. How about to say two for yerger? Two for Maxie. <laughs> two for Yanush. That's who you. That, those are the people you got to keep your eye on because clearly they they can they can do the work. Um, it was. <laughs> it was so very clear they was like we clearing out two of y'all this week because remember they had the option to clear out two this week because last week they, nobody went home they, they sounded like they wanted home. to what'd you say Ann? yeah as I was said they, they probably should have sent three home today <laughs> I was just about to say it sounded like they wanted to send three people home yeah yeah um, Carol really was teetering but she- Rebs was so Utterly awful, and clearly had reached the end of her expertise. Yeah, but I, I kind of feel like I, I guess watching it. This is where a multiple watch came in because I definitely feel like Carol should have went home o- over James, but James definitely didn't have a good week, and I'm I'm slightly okay with it. But I, I kind of feel like Carol should have been the one that went home instead of James. Hmm. I I can. I can I can make an argument for it, so I'm with you. It makes you wonder, like, do they just consider this week? Because Carol has had some kind of shitty weeks <laughs> um, these last couple of weeks. Maybe not the whole week, but James, he they liked his uh, his showstopper last week, I think. Yeah. But everything else was just kind of like so-so. Man. And I just wonder if they are looking at, like, has he done all that he going to do? here and he seemed real okay okay with it you know what i'm saying it was like oh yeah that was he goes everything about that shit was awful i'm like yo uh, yeah i'm okay with this and i'm like okay whereas rebs was bawling and i was like oh my god (laughs) 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 it's like i don't i don't know if this this is a i mean you your emotions are your own but i don't know if they require this but she was a wreck the way Carol but, uh, uh, peeled that avocado, she deserved to go home. Whoosh, yeah. Jail, jail. jail. Oh. <laughs> she should be on trial at the Hague. This should be some things. This should, this should be an international incident. How dare Do not her? Collect two hundred dollars. Go straight real to jail. Real. I've so never indeed, had guacamole before. No, no shit. Guacamolo. If she called it guacamole, <laughs> we would have been cool. Guacamolo. <laughs> Just wow. I don't. I don't. You know, I, there's some very exotic fruit and vegetables that if I had to peel, I would be in her position too. But she butchered that poor avocado. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I you don't eat avocados, clearly, my 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 dear. But indeed, someone on uh, someone on Twitter today, there was like a picture of a chopped. Uh, avocado like they just chopped through the seed and everything they were like I'm not having the best week on Bake Off (laughs) (laughs) oh my god trying to feed you the whole hunk of yeah 
chaos. It was chaos, but they did send two people home. Rebs and James were both sent packing this week, and it was it was very much deserved uh, in in Rebs' case. And uh, again, I could argue either way for James. Uh, next week is dessert week, which almost seems so oxymoronic every time they do this. But that's this is the ones where they make them start. Because usually they require you to build something. They usually require you to do some kind of sugar sculpture, so forth and so on. You got to end up making uh, one of those uh, those weird dome things that they have to throw too much gelatin in. I'm always like, ugh. Entirely <laughs> <laughs> oh, too yeah. much gelatin. Well, they got a How many like sheets of gelatin you throw in there? Yeah, yeah, that damn uh, whatever. Yeah, that, uh, that, like that. a gel- jelly rolls and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what they what they what they pull out they have for dessert week, which is uh has occurred uh about five hours ago from now at the time as as we record this. Like said, again, it comes on on Tuesday nights in England, and we just happen to record on Tuesday nights. So we'll find out Friday when it comes on uh for us. And uh I'm relatively excited about oh, I did not pull up our poll. I feel like Every answer got a different whatever. Uh, I'm just if I can snatch up our. Uh, I saw no Nick Jew didn't vote because the Jack in the Box trio got no votes. People, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot to vote. It's okay. Um, McDonald's holiday pie got love. I'm gonna blame that on Aunt <laughs> Burger Hershey pie got love. Way. I can see the check mark, so I know that's me. And somebody, somebody showed love to the uh, Arby's turnover. So <laughs> there we go. A little bit of vote for everybody. Got some love, love shown this week. Uh, next week question, which I wrote down, and 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 y- if y'all think it should be not be the question, let me know. Uh, I ask: Should Bake Off challenges only be baking based? As we had, as we had this technical this week that was simply cooking. So, y'all, let me know. It's a good question. I I would put an asterisk there. Aunt brought up a good point about donuts, but I still feel like donuts or like um, a funnel cake are a dessert. Mm. Like they and there are some savory things that you can bake for sure, like a shepherd's pie and shit like that. But there was just something about this particular challenge that just felt way outside of their lane. Yeah, and I was trying to think of other like savory Mexican food that you bake, like. Would I have been as offended if they made an enchilada? Probably, but at least you throw that in an oven. <laughs> just, just so I can, just for my edification, baked Mexican dishes. <laughs> Let's just get an idea of some things. That shit says, see, that's the problem. We live in America, and everything is going to be some Tex-Mex blend of some bullshit. Everything that just popped <laughs> up when I type that in is a casserole of some sort where people are just saying. Easy Mexican casserole, Mexican yeah. casserole. So I need, I need probably a, a more specific way to ask that question because yeah. everything in here is just uh, basically shit you get in Minnesota where people just make some meat and some tortillas. You definitely in a, in bake a an enchilada. <laughs> yeah, you, they could have easily done that. You got to Google food that Lee Drummond doesn't know how to make. <laughs> Who's that? That's the, that's the pioneer woman. <laughs> Apparently, her husband cheats on her. Is that a thing? No, no. Somebody, somebody I followed to, on Twitter asked what the pioneer woman was up to, and they were like, "She probably at home making a casserole while her husband cheated on her." And there were like three different variations of that answer. Oh man, that's sad. It seemed like um, all the um, Food Network women husbands are dirtbags. Because didn't they say the same thing about um, like? The uh the black uh the black what's the name of the black couple that uh got divorced? Oh, the black couple the ne- got divorced. The, ne- the, ne- the Neelys. The Neelys. Yeah, the Neelys. Yeah. The Neelys. Damn, then, the uh, Neelys broke up. Yeah, um, I mean the, that was Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay been trash. Well, he, he didn't cheat on multiple wives, including uh, Giada, who worked at Food Network with him. So that wasn't his wife. I mean, they got together. He cheated with his his. He cheated on his wife with her. They got together. He cheated on her with somebody else. I feel like you just can't hold a man like Bobby Flay down. Kind of like dating <laughs> yeah. an NBA player. You kind of got to chalk that up as a loss in charges yeah, to the game. Bobby Flay is definitely the ditty of um of Food Network. <laughs> Bobby Flay did. is an entity. That's not a man. <laughs> oh shit! And then uh, Rachel Ray's husband was supposed to be like. Um, Another serial cheater. What? So, uh, I don't know. I mean, 
when you at home and just playing PlayStation all day, you gotta find something to do. <laughs> Get your ass a job is what you need to do. He do you know I'm saying they don't, they don't need a job, do they? They they bring it home to baking and cooking it too. Maybe it does something to their ego. <laughs> That's Nick yeah. Jew. That is me. Sorry if I was bad this week, guys. Stop I it. tried. Stop it. You not were that, bad. You were that. mad. I was. I got a lot to be mad about. Word to Solange. There you go. There you go. That's Tatum two one six. Catch catch uh, Nick Jew in the elevator, guys. <laughs> I dare you. Or don't. I'm Taylor seven thirteen. Yo, you can hit us up podcast stage crunchy and milk. You can hit us up two one six two six four six three one one. Yes, two one six two six four sixty three eleven. We'd certainly love to hear from you. Just reach out uh, again. The best place to listen to this is, of course, Spotify. The more interactive place to listen to this is on Spotify. And uh, we're doing okay. Be dope if you came over there. Apparently, most of our listeners are Apple users, which is uh, some fun. Apple users and mostly women. Just saying. (laughs) But a solid enough number of people from the UK listening. So I fuck with that, too. You know what I'm saying? So give it up. We lost them this week. Sorry, guys. Bruh. <laughs> yeah, please write in and let, me, let us know. So, but we will catch you next week, uh, dessert week. It'll... No, I was just about to say we. Uh, you got to tell us because um, Nick Jew has a show. What's the tea? And um, you guys talked. You talked about a wet hamburger today, which explains why you don't like. Um, <laughs> why wet you don't bread. Like, yeah, wet bread. I thought no. I the mean, reason why I don't like wet bread lunch. is. Well, no, that's why I don't like McDonald's hamburgers. But I don't like wet bread because um, I had to get rid of like a half a loaf of bread that had molded and I was putting it down the disposal and not all of it went down after I had cut the water on it and I touched it. Oh, no. I was like 13 years old. Since memory. (laughs) And that shit went through my entire body. I, w- I wish I knew how to draw. I could. Uh, I would definitely make that a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> and ever since then, I so for thirty years, I have not fucked with wet bread. <laughs> well, uh, until next week, uh, keep your ovens preheated, people. We'll catch you then. Peace. Hey, what happened to you? <laughs>